OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid Podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start as low as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, my friend, what a week we've had. How you doing? Yeah, you added the OmegaMetroid.com there. I like you, a little, you have little to. spin. Yeah, a yeah. little spin to it. That's yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh we are within the uh the past week. We just had the Omega Metroid Direct, the launch of OmegaMetroid.com. We've got some new posts on the site. We've got, you know, everyone checking it out. So yeah, it's it that's that's been awesome. Um, we we gotta talk. Yeah. We gotta talk about my webcam. What the hell was up with that, dude? That I was, don't. I, that was I think, horrible. I think it was horrible. I mean, we gotta maybe put together a stream to fund you a new webcam oh my, or something, man. Like you let, can get one of those Logitech webcams, bro. Like they're all not, right. So so let me tell you something. I'm, I'm using. I'm using a Logitech webcam, right? So, and I'm filming this Omega Metro Direct, and it looks great. I, I watch it back, and like I'm I'm watching it. I can see the uh, the Logitech like little app or whatever while I'm filming it. It looks it looks fine. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's just do this. And the decision to do a video direct was made very late, like a day or two before. But it was the right decision, <laughs> I think. And I'm watching it back, and I'm like, what the hell is this? This is this is like the it was it was horrible. But uh, at that point, I was like whatever let's just get this out in the world yeah next uh, the next direct we'll we'll make sure that it's yeah. uh in hd and glorious high definition yeah 4k um, yeah um other than that uh let's see what else i mean the the latest destiny expansion came out which i've been absolutely enjoying i didn't talk about it it actually came out before the last episode that we recorded <clears throat> excuse me but i didn't really talk about it much because i was still working on the campaign but wow so good best expansion they put out so far best campaign they put out so far and yesterday because uh, we were talking before the show what you know we were both tired before coming into this and you had gone and saw uh, the batman uh, i spent 10 hours of my day yesterday doing the new raid and didn't even complete it it was that difficult uh one of the hardest things i've ever done in a video game my entire life very very uh well it was a lot of fun until uh we were all kind of beaten down and demoralized and gave up but um Wow, I have been enjoying that a ton. 
I cannot wait to play some more Destiny, and I'm also looking forward to checking out uh, Elden Ring, because everyone else has been posting about that, and I am uh, missing out, so I definitely have to have, check that out. Have you so, ever, let me interrupt for a second, have you ever played a Souls game ever? I, I have. never have. I okay. have. I've played a Souls game. I've also played Sekiro, which is along the same kind of game. Um, so I, 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 I thought that Sekiro and like Bloodborne are, are basically Souls games, right? Pretty much, yeah. They're yeah, they're okay. different styled Souls games. I didn't play uh, Bloodborne, but I did play. I think Dark Souls one and two. I don't know if I played three, um, but I did play Sekiro, and I I'm looking. I like games where it just you have really awesome boss fights and like enemies to fight so i'm really into that and you know the difficulty and the challenge behind it so uh if i could i mean if i can deal with the destiny raid i think i can especially on day one contest mode i think i can deal with elden ring so very much looking forward to checking that out and uh yeah so that's what i've been doing lately i've been playing a ton of destiny uh would like to check out triangle strategy that just came out everyone's saying that's pretty good i want to check yeah i I actually i didn't think that that was your type of game for some reason I mean, I'm down for... I like all different kinds of games, man. Um, okay. It's, I wouldn't say it's a game that I would put as much time into, like, a Destiny or a Halo or a fighting game or something like that, for right. sure. But I think it looks really cool. Um, it's a game I would like to play at least once. And I'll even, I might even try that new Kirby game because there's a demo, but I I have a feeling that I probably (laughs) wouldn't put any time into that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Horizon came out. So there's that. There's a lot of good stuff that's come out recently. King of Fighters, I believe, came out recently as well. So there's a lot of, I mean, this is one of the strongest release times for games, I think, in a long time. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking all that out. Uh, probably will be a little bit longer because I'm still hooked on Destiny as I usually am. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, you, When you said you were tired, I didn't even have to ask. I was like, all right, this guy just probably stayed up playing Destiny all night. Dude, it was 10 uh, hours and we didn't even finish it, bro. Like we got to the third of like six encounters. It was t- a 10 hour stream. And I was so beaten down. I'm like, I got, I got to give up. I can't, I can't do this anymore. It was so hard. Uh, I'm looking forward to, because it's on a, a contest mode, so like everyone's power is kind of evened out. So everyone, there's no like advantage. Once that goes away, then we can level up higher, and it won't be as hard. So I'm looking forward to, to redoing it. But uh, for those of you who know, the caretaker can uh, screw that guy. Screw the caretaker. Absolutely hate that man. Um. You know we're uh, we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but maybe maybe you do need to do some Destiny stuff for uh, Omega Metroid Patreon. I, I think there are people out there that listen to that. <laughs> we got it. We a Destiny podcast, Halo podcast, wrestling. By the way, wrestling. You have AW Revolution I'm, I'm tonight. The show as tonight. of this, yes, as yeah. of this. Uh, so I am gonna go watch the uh, Smash Ultimate Summit, but I will also be watching the uh, AW Revolution pay per view tonight because that is gonna be a banger. Oh, so, it's gonna be so good. There's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should totally. Maybe we could record something we on should. Revolution after. Um, so yeah, actually, before I get to the website, yeah, I saw the Batman last night, dude. That movie was awesome. I, I think so. I saw a lot of people say that this movie gives a Dark Knight or the Dark Knight a run for its money, and like that. That is a favorite movie of mine, The Dark Knight. I think it's a favorite movie of most people. But like, I actually, mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. I think it's a very different take on Batman. I'm a big Batman guy. Uh, I can't wait to talk with, with Russ from Tomes of Evil about this movie, but it was really, really good. And like the thing that I loved about this movie is it was like 90% Batman and 10% Bruce Wayne. Like a Mm. lot of movies kind of play into that balance a little bit more. And and not that I'm saying I don't like Bruce Wayne, but this was just, it was a very different take and it was, it was really awesome. So 
But it's a long movie, man. It's three hours long, so don't yeah. go to the ten thirty showing. Literally. I am. Uh, I'm going to be seeing it in IMAX on the eleventh, I think. So at the end of this week, I will be seeing it in IMAX. Because at this point, when I go to the movies, I go to see something in IMAX. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'll just watch it at home. Honestly, I before all the reviews came out, I really wasn't excited to see the movie at all. <laughs> like I've just been. I'm so over like superhero origin stories i know it's not really an origin story but just like i know the batman story i got it and like i'm not really a i, I like batman but i'm not like a huge dc comics or, or batman guy so like i don't know the the world and the the villains don't like i don't need i'm not like oh i need this right. like i need a batman beyond movie more than anything else um and i feel like i've mentioned that before in the show so like i wasn't really I'm like oh do i really need to see this but i've everyone's saying that it's really good some people are saying it's phenomenal some people are saying it's the best Batman movie, it's better than you know, and I I love the Dark Knight, and so that's that's my favorite Batman movie, which is not saying you know too much because that's probably many people's favorite, but uh, everyone's saying it's really good, so I, I got to see it, and I got IMAX tickets, so I'm going to see it. Let me let me plug something here before we move on for Batman. Uh, it nobody ever talks about this movie in the running for the best Batman movie, oh my but God. they absolutely should. Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, 1993 oh, okay. in the animated <laughs> universe. This movie yes. is. So oh yeah, good. that's so one good. of one of the best animated movies I think from that era yeah. as well. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, all right. So before we move on to today's topic, which is gonna be really fun because we're picking a like an all star roster of Metroid tropes here, and I'm looking forward to this. We did it on the Zelda side. I'm gonna see how it translates over to the Metroid side, but we got to okay. talk about the launch of OmegaMetroid.com. Uh, of course, we we had our Omega Metroid Direct earlier in the week, and. Uh, we launched OmegaMetroid.com, which is live now and is geared towards new players, veteran players. Uh, there's walkthroughs, there's guides, there's maps, there's videos, there's fan news, there's fan creations. I just I just wanted to take a moment just to say thank you to everybody for mm-hmm. the amazing response. Um, I was like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I've been working on this and the team's been working on this for a long time, months. And uh, I feel like... For me, at least, when you put something like that out there, I was a little bit worried that nobody would really care, and that it was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And we had we had a lot of really great reception from um, from our community. From you know, I had people I didn't even know tweeting about the direct and saying that there were cool things going on in the Metroid community, and uh, it was it was just really, it was really awesome to see. And um, again, uh, we launched a Patreon account for the website as well. Uh, and, and it was really encouraging to see people sign up for that too, because again, I was just like, I don't know. I, I was like, does anybody care about this? And to see that we had the support that we did on day one was like so awesome. And I was so humbled and, and just wanted to thank everybody for that. Um, I actually, I recorded a solo, I recorded two solo podcasts, which was super weird for Patreon. And so those are, <laughs> those are going to be coming out soon, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's weird recording a podcast by yourself. Like usually if I'm like kind of running out of air i can throw it over to you and you'll you can go for a bit and that but nah not not here and uh i went 50 minutes doing a show which i think is going to be a lot of fun so uh it was it's been it's been a whirlwind couple days just wanted to thank everybody and uh you know if you are of course if you're into metroid i encourage you guys to check out omegametroid.com if you know somebody that's starting off with metroid and they need a little bit of uh a hand in the right direction or a, a map or anything like that, send them over to omegametroid.com. Uh, it was just, it was a, it was a wild and awesome uh, couple of days. And uh, I, I thank everybody 
on the uh, on the team, uh, including yourself, Dak, and then just everybody in the community. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, like I said, I was worried no one would care, and, and it doesn't seem like that's the case at all. So it's just like, it's so nice to finally have this out in the open. Yeah, I mean, you can tell you put a ton of time into that. I mean, obviously, it wasn't just you, but like, you know, this is something that you spearheaded, right? And when you can tell someone put a lot of work and care into something that it's reflected in the work and then people also gravitate and, and care about it uh, as well. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that people are really into it and I hope people continue to check it out. We have a lot of awesome resources in the community already. So it's a really cool thing to be part of that as well and kind of be, you know, shoulder to shoulder with a lot of other great contributors and, and websites out there for, and content creators for Metroid. So that's awesome. And yeah, I mean the amount of work you put into it, uh, doom, you, both of you put in a ton of work into that. Uh, we have some really great staff members, you know, joining the team now, and and contributors, and writers, and and social media people. So it's it's awesome, and hopefully the team continues to grow. I'm looking forward to you know what we got coming down the pipeline, and yeah, I mean it's an awesome site. So I'm really happy to be part of it, and I'm glad that you're that you feel good about it too, because I know you've been working really hard on it. So I'm glad that you're able to rest a little bit, knowing that people. Uh, not only like it, but are, you know, feeling the same way you you feel about it. Yeah, and, and thank you very much for that. And, uh, you know, and especially for all, I can't tell you how nice it was when you were just like, all right, I got I got my idea for how this is going to function. I was like, oh, wait, great, awesome. That was so nice. I, I do want to say one more last thing before we move on. Um, so I usually play uh, like a game of Pictocross at night. Like that's kind of my like come down game. Like it settles me down before bed. Mm-hmm. But I don't really count that as like playing a, a quote unquote video game. So on Saturday, I fired up Earthbound for my Nintendo Ooh. Switch Online, which is, and I'm just having an absolute blast. But I think it's because not only is that an awesome game, but like for the first time in the last six months, I'm playing a video game that isn't for a walkthrough, that isn't for a podcast. I'm just playing a video game. And yeah. it was so nice. Feels like, nice I was now. like, this is awesome. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, especially the era we live in now, where like I feel like everything has to be monetized. You got to be making something and creating something and doing this and doing that. I think people sometimes forget like it's fine to just play a video game just to to play a game and just to enjoy it. That's that's how I felt a lot recently. Like I love just getting on Destiny and just gaming. I'm like I'm not the you know of course I stream it sometimes here and there, but like at the end of the day I'm like I'm not doing this because like for any ulterior reason I'm doing it because I just love the game and I'm having fun and I'm right. enjoying it and that's that, that's a great feeling and I I, I hope that you know people. Remember that as well. You don't always have to do something with it. You can just enjoy it, and that's because it's a hobby. And, and if you want to make it more than that, that's also cool too. But it's nice to hear that you know you can just enjoy a game and, and love it and, and have fun because that I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. So something about Earthbound too is just it's so weird and quirky and different mm-hmm. that uh, it it was putting a smile on my face. But that's good. Uh, that's for another day. Today. We've got so this gimmick I thought of actually when I was uh, when I was watching hockey last year, and um, they were it was about All Star season and they were you know the usual mm-hmm. debate of like who's going to the All Star game et cetera et cetera and so we tried this on the Zelda side where it was like all right so we're gonna kind of take this this central idea but like we're going to pick our favorite like uh, water themed dungeon fire themed dungeon. And, and so we did, we ran the gambit of all that stuff, and um, I wanted to translate that over to Metroid, even though I feel like Zelda is a lot more defined in terms of, like, the dungeon themes and stuff like that. Um, I still think that we can, we can play a little bit with that theme in Metroid, and we're going to build an all-star game, 
And I'm going to give you our list of criteria here that we are, we're picking our favorite of these areas and moments and sequences from our, you know, from all the different Metro games. And, uh, Again, we're going to kind of play with the terminology a little bit loosely here, but I'm going to I'm going to run down the list and I'm also going to put this list in the episode notes so that you guys listening along can make your own list and tell us what you think. So, we're going to be picking from all the various Metro games our favorite rock area, so like rock or cavernous area, um, our favorite water-themed area, our favorite ice-themed area, our favorite fire-themed area, our favorite forest slash jungle themed area, uh, our favorite scary kind of environment or area, um, technology or industry themed area, our favorite Ridley fight, our favorite Shine Spark puzzle, the type of Metroid that we want to be included in our game, and our favorite escape sequence. So we're gonna see how this goes. We're uh, we're gonna put the Metroid skin on this All Star idea, and I think have a have a fun time with it because there's. You know, once you kind of loosen the restrictions on what the, uh, you know, on how exactly the names apply, like, there are actually a lot of different, um, like, options that you can choose from. And I, I had a little bit of a tougher time than I thought that I might choosing some of my areas. Some of them were pretty clear-cut, but some of them oh, were a little, I didn't. Bit, a little bit tarder. <laughs> I am, I, you're, you already know what the areas I'm picking, I feel like. If anyone listening to this been listening to the show for a while, you could probably name almost every area i think i'm gonna end up picking here so <laughs> i think you probably will be able to as well uh i know for sure what your ice what your tech and what your ridley fight are going to be for okay. sure okay um I, really I the know. tech one interesting because i i actually i'm 50 50 on whether or not you'll know that one but i think oh, you'll no have a good way. idea no yeah. I, I i know it i know it i know okay. i know it <laughs> okay and I think we have the same one. Um, but why don't you start us off, Dax? So favorite rock slash like, uh, you know that that kind of that kind of themed area. What say you? Well, this one I think you also should be able to pick because it's Chozo Ruins from Metroid Prime. Uh, this is because I I had to ask you if this counted as a rock. It's more of a sandy area, <laughs> I think. But I guess it we're, counts. We're as playing a rock fast area. and loose with the, okay. the rock terminology here. Sand is just a different kind of rock, just really nice and granular. I don't know. Yeah, um, there you but go. yeah, Chosa Ruins I think is the the pick for me. It's from my favorite Metroid game, and I don't know, just another full package kind of area where it's like a nice open lobby that really kind of invites you to explore all these different. Uh, different facets and corners and you dig deeper into the the chozo lore right at the beginning of the game which i think is really cool uh, you can clearly see it used to be lived in you have like the overgrowth of of these old trees in there and you get deeper and deeper into like more mechanical aspects of, of the chozo kind of structures and facilities in there uh, flagra is such an awesome boss and again kind of the whole like theme of that area is very reflective of the overall theme of the game which is very much you know you have phasing which is this poison of the planet and you can see very much how chozo ruins is essentially like a smaller example of that it's the whole point of that area is you know you're cleansing it from you know the infection that it has and that's when you finally take out flogger at the end and you know i love uh, so many of the different like the structures the architecture um it's 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 open you have the lights shining through uh you have the awesome lore areas and like the sandy like quicksand looking lore pieces on the wall uh you get into like the dynamo area the you know the the, the enemies you run into like the war wasps and even like otter creatures like the stone toads there so cool and it's uh, again such a like a very 
I don't know. It's a, it's. I think it's a for an area that's very beige and, and you know like sandy colors. I think it's overall a very colorful kind of area, just the character wise and and the different areas you get to go to. I love like the the towers where you're jumping around, like going that one room. You're going around the big tree and you have like those huge, uh, I don't know, like the weird arm things that come out. You know the, the what I'm talking vine, about? The vine, gimmick, the vines, yeah, yeah the vines yeah, with yeah. like the grass and whatnot, like all the different. You get like immediately immersed in like the Chozo symbols and symbology there. It's such an awesome because I mean, Talon Overworld is the real opening. Well, not the real opening. Technically, the Frigate Orphean's real opening, but like Talon Overworld is the first place you really get to on the planet. But Chozo Ruins, you get to almost immediately after, and that's when you really, I feel like, start to get engrossed in the actual background of the planet. It has so much really cool stuff to uncover. So this one immediately was my the thing that stuck out to me the most in my head first. So that's what I went with. And you make very, very, very compelling points. So I, this was kind of a two-horse race for me. And I was pretty sure that you were going to pick Chozo Ruins. So I went the other direction. But I was it was really between Criteria from Super Metroid and mm-hmm. Chozo Ruins. And I think that if I were to look at each area... I think that Chozo Ruins is probably the superior area, but there's a there's a certain sort of nostalgia that I have for Criteria and a yep. certain atmosphere that I think that it has that is just like very very fantastic that makes it the uh, it just slightly gives it the edge to me. Um, I, I just I think that I can't get over that first impression that I had when you land in your ship and there's the rain and like. There, it, it just seems like such a, a mysterious place. Um, you've got the ruins of the original Torian mm-hmm. at the bottom. You've got the wrecked ship, and no, nobody knows how that got there, what it's doing there. Um, just like kind of a, a very like unsettling ambiance to this area. Now, this is a, a vastly smaller area than almost every other area in Super Metroid, um, and I wouldn't. I, I think that everything that you said about the the Chozo ruins is is definitely true. Um, like I said, there's just a certain type of nostalgia that I that I have for this area that just made me pick it. You know, I can just I spent so many hours trying to learn how to bomb jump at the very top of that uh, uh, the crater beside your ship. Um, I love the I just love the ambiance of this area. So this one slightly gets the nod for me, but I do think that uh, Chozo Ruins is definitely like right behind it. I think that actually Arteria is uh, another strong contender as well and maybe with a few more years to simmer that could be um that could be a, a you know a contender as well mm-hmm. but uh you know Aegon Wastes was another one that I thought of yes uh but but then I to me Aegon was kind of like uh, a lesser version of Chozo Ruins um so that kind of quickly disqualified that for me and then I was I was kind of actually playing around with the idea that the surface from Samus Returns could be considered as well but uh, i ended up not going that route but mm-hmm. yeah i you know i even though i'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself here by saying it's my all-star pick i don't think it's the best but it's my favorite rock area just you know just because that was the first that was the first metroid that i ever played like it was the first area in any metroid that i ever played so yeah. it's uh, it's a special one for me Absolutely. I mean, that, that's the thing, too, is that Chozo Ruins is one of, other than, you know, landing in, to, like, going through the Frigate Orphean, landing in Town Overworld, and then, like, we first start exploring Chozo Ruins, like, that's one of my earliest memories of playing a Metroid game. So, absolutely, mm-hmm. that's, and it's such a, like, even that first cutscene, where it kind of gives you that overlook as Samus enters that area, that, that sticks in my brain, that's burned into my, my brain matter right there. 
Um, all right, well let's uh, let's keep going here and let's talk about water areas. Uh, you know, I should have said I know this one as well because I know what you're gonna say. So really, take it away. I think I do. Yeah. All right, I, I want I you do. to guess what I'm gonna say. The downed frigate. Mm, I knew you. Th I knew you were gonna say that. I actually didn't pick that one. But wow. Only okay. only because uh, well, technically it is part of another area which I did pick. So I didn't want to kind of overlap that. It is a big favorite of mine, but actually my favorite water area is Sector Four uh, from Fusion. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I that this one again. Yeah, this was a very one-two kind of thing for me. Uh, but also I also took into account that technically the Down Frigate is part of a larger area, so I I didn't like outright go for that one. And I will say, I mean, I love the Down Frigate area. I It's one of my favorite areas in any Metroid game. The music is impeccable. I love, like, the, your little introduction to the area. And fighting around in and of itself is so cool because you're going through uh, a section of the game that you already went through previously. So it might even be a tie, right? Like, I think... Sector 4 and Down Frigate are right there, neck and neck for me. But I really like Sector 4. It's one of the more memorable areas from Metroid Fusion for me. I love, like, the juxtaposition of the natural, like, underwater areas you get, which are also some of, like, the, the not frustrating, but, like, sometimes, like, you know, pretty challenging moments of the game. And normally, I wouldn't even really like a water area like that, but I really do like that one. And then also you have, like, the... The more like the tech like ship parts of the area where like you're dealing with like the electrified water and the different platforms and the things stuck to those platforms like I, that's that sticks out to me. The And then I think the thing that set it over the edge uh, for me in terms of Sector 4 winning over the Down Frigate was the Ceres boss fight. Uh, I, that's another one of my favorite boss fights in any Metroid game. It's a really awesome build to that because you know that there's something that was housed in this area and you kind of go through its like tank at first and then you finally take it on. I guess Saris X or whatever. Uh, that That's a really cool boss fight. So I would say it's super close and maybe in another day I would pick Down Frigate. But I again, like I said, I didn't pick it because it's part of a larger area that I did already pick. So I was trying not to do that. Uh, but Sector 4, really awesome area it has cool juxtaposition of its two major kind of aesthetics it has an awesome boss fight and i like the music of that area too as well and once you finally get out of it and you like you drain the water and all that like it's a cool dynamic area which is another thing that fusion excels as having like these dynamic changing areas so i uh i went with that one okay i respect that and you know what actually the thing about metroid fusion that works really well for what we're doing is like each sector is like quite perfect you yeah know, quite obviously <laughs> themed so that, yes. yeah that, that works really well yeah. um i kind of cheated a little bit and uh -oh. i went with the hydro station from am2r uh, okay i just right. like first of all the music just like really captivates me about that place it always is, has set it apart but i really i just think it's so impressive how that area was like reimagined and redefined like you've got all these like it, it's such a this incredible structure you've got the the awesome um like different Metroid nests in there. And and I feel like sometimes in Metroid games, even in the in the Down Frigate Orphean, which I, I really love, there are some times where it's just like, alright, I'm I'm moving too slow and I'm underwater for too long. And I never really felt that way playing the uh the hydro uh station mm -hmm. in AM2R. Um, I think that Brenia from Metroid Dread oh. is a pretty big offender. For One this. of the, I think that's the worst water area in a Metroid game, man. Maybe it was just for me, or maybe how I approached it. But like, I was, it's, I said this so many times. I was underwater for <laughs> for so long without 
any kind of way to move faster, and it was it was tough. It's it, it's a momentum, not killer, but it certainly slows your momentum. And, and I kind of feel that way about Frigate Orphean as well. Is like you know I can mm. always remember having to, to slowly jump up yes. that kind of yep. uh, that slopey area, and you've got all the stupid vines that are whipping you in the face or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas <laughs> the the hydro station, I feel like is just like. It's very, it's very fluid, no pun intended, where mm-hmm. you can just keep moving, keep fighting, and you can, even though it's a defined area, like the the way that Samus Returns and, and Metroid 2 in general is laid out, like you do have your like defined sectors or areas or whatever, um, you still do have the option to kind of approach it in either, like, either way that you want. Um, but I think, I think the thing that just really puts this over the top for me is... I always come back to the music. It just it blew me away the first time that I heard it, and mm-hmm. just fit the atmosphere so well. Um, so that was my pick. Another one that I was considering was the Torvis Bog, which I okay. think is another really really strong water area. But that one is just slightly weighed down by again, like it it is a while before you get the uh, not the gravity suit, but whatever that jetpack is, is that you have in Metroid Prime Two. Um, so kind of by kind of by definition, I had the uh, uh, the hydro station come out as my as my winner. So, okay. yeah, there we go. Um, ice area. I I'll feel like it. I I feel like I know yours. Yes, it is the uh, Fendrona Drifts, also from Metroid Prime. This is, I mean, come on, this is one of the best areas in a Metroid game. Period. Not even just for an ice area. And I think as a Metroid Prime fan, anyone would probably gravitate towards this one. It's the most distinct of. The areas, I think, one of the most, if not the most, but certainly one of the most in the whole Metroid Prime series. Uh, even for just being, like, a themed area, right? Like, other areas in Metroid Prime 2 and Metroid Prime 3 stray away from that, right? They don't go for, like, the simple, uh, this area is fire, this area is water, this area is ice or whatever. But I think that's also because Metroid Prime was the first of the series, and it's very much like Super Metroid and 3D in many ways which has similar kind of thematic uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Though I would say even maybe to a less degree than Metroid Prime does. But the Ares area, you know, that you get in Metroid Prime with Fendrana Drifts is not like, I think, just a simple, like, okay, everything's frozen and whatnot, and that's it. Like, you have, again, the, the Chozo artifact or art- architecture. Or there's artifact there, too. But <laughs> the Chozo architecture that's built into the area, which is really cool and gives it some life and that lived-in feeling. And you feel like you're not just exploring ice caves the whole time, but you're exploring these, like, abandoned areas that the Chozo once occupied, which is such a cool aspect of the game overall. And then, of course, you have the depths, which you go even farther. And it really opens up into, like, a more natural area that you're exploring. And then, eventually, you get to Glacier 1. You get to the research facility, you get to the space pirate area. So again, it's like a multifaceted area that all works together because why wouldn't the space pirates have this, you know, uh, research facility dug deep into this uh, huge glacier, whatever it is, right? These like these icy mountains, uh, the skyboxes and the areas are so cool. And it's one of the more beautiful and majestic areas of the game, if not the most beautiful and majestic area of Metroid Prime, maybe the whole series. I, uh, the, I think easily. Yeah. yeah of the, Metroid the, Prime. Yep. Uh, the music is, again, absolutely fantastic and you know you you enter the area for the first time and you get that overview cutscene again you have like ridley fly over and his huge shadow come out and then you go deeper and deeper into the into the depths and the drips and the depths and then eventually the the space pirate facility 
it's yeah i i love fendrata drifts it's something it's one of the reasons why i love metroid prime it's just such an amazing area where you're out there by yourself it's because we we talk about what makes a metroid game a lot on this show and you know i for any metroid fan like the feeling of like isolation and being out there on your own you don't have any backup like it's, it's such a big a critical mark of a lot of metroid games even though i'm a big fan of metroid fusion it's really it is the case in that way but also isn't in metroid prime it straight up is right like you are out there on your own you're exploring this whole planet by yourself and you and there's nothing it's just you and and nature and you know uh i guess the space pirates as well because they're always there that's that's just Fendrana Drifts is like just has that evokes that feeling of, of isolation in so many ways and beauty and being able to to take in your surroundings and then yeah, the curiosity of it like you know bringing like what's this big Chozo building over here what's this huge cavern and 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 causeway on this way you know all oh, there's a space pirate facility here and you get to explore that and that even leads to some of the again some of the more awesome and and cool moments of the game when you get deeper and deeper into that facility as well. Uh, yeah, that, I could I could talk on and on about Fendrana Drifts, and uh, didn't we even do a an episode? That was our very first mapping. <laughs> yeah, it was Fendrana our first Drifts. mapping Metroid. Yeah, and and it, yep. I think that was the best way to start that I, series off. I remember so, yeah. somebody told us that that was a bad idea for uh, Fendrana really? to be our first. Yeah, I don't uh, remember that. They were wrong. They were wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they well, were very wrong. I love done. I love Fendrana Drifts, man. It's one of my favorite parts of any Metroid game. Period. One of the reasons I love Metroid Prime overall, and that's like, I, I think it's an area that would translate very well to a 2D Metroid, but when you get to see it through Samus's eyes with your own eyes and you get to experience it in first person, it's just wow. The gravity of the area, no pun intended, is is, is just awe-inspiring. So, absolutely, Fendrana Drifts. No question. I think this is the first one on this list that I wrote down easily. I would be surprised if... So, we're going to have this template in the episode notes. I would be surprised if a single person picked any other area than Fendrana Drifts. Obviously, mm -hmm. this is my pick as well. Um, for everything that you just said, it's a, it's the total package. You've got the the amazing music. You've got three very distinct versions of the same area, which I think really gives it legs. You've got like the research facility. You've got the edge, and you've got like the main Fendrana as well. You've got all those like, even like the pockets of like caves and stuff. I just feel like look really majestic. There's tons of cool expansions mm -hmm. in here. Um, it's it's just like a very large area too, which which also helps. Uh, but the other thing that Fendrana has going for it, not that it wouldn't win regardless, but there's actually not as many other ice areas as you might think in yeah. Metroid games. Uh, obviously, Sector 5 comes to mind from Metroid Fusion, which I, I think is like a solid sector, but I think of all of the sectors in Metroid Fusion, you actually don't spend as... I, Met, sector 5, I think, is one of the ones that you spend the least amount of time in, even though you mm -hmm. fight Nightmare. And then I you've do kind of love got that area. Small, it, yeah, I mean, it is good. And it actually has one of my... I think that's probably my favorite theme from any of the sectors mm -hmm. in Metroid Fusion. But then, I mean, beyond that, you have the small pocket of um, Brio, which is like you go through this this like yes, portal yes. and you go into the, the ice version, but it's super tiny. You have, uh, you know, little bits and pieces here and there in Metroid Dread, but not... Not anything. You know what? I guess you could say that when the planet freezes, you could consider that. That is a area. cool area, but it's but not. Even its that, thing. it's such a linear path that it's mm -hmm. it's not really to be explored. It's mostly to just get you from point A to point B. So there's not really a whole lot of competition. But I mean, I think to your point, you could put Fendrana against any area in the series, and you'd have a really really strong case that like this is the best area in Metroid 
period. Like, like, period. It really, it really has it all. Like, it has a great boss, great expansions, great music. It looks awesome. It's, I mean, it really is, like, the whole package. So, I would be surprised if anybody else picked anything other than Fendrana Drifts. Because I, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything that, uh, that rivals it at all. Um, yeah. This next one, though, I actually okay. think that's not the case. Because this is probably the one that I had a the toughest time with and that is the fire area mm-hmm. so i think that there's actually a lot of like really strong contenders a lot of really strong options that you can choose from and i think that all of them have their merits i am uh, i'm curious to see what you picked hmm this one yeah this one was uh i don't know if i would say it was not easy or anything but I wasn't entirely sure, but then when I kind of, like, settled, I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely the one. Uh, I picked Norfair from Zero Mission uh, for me. And this one, I think mostly it's the aesthetic and the music. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, the... Well, it is I, It is structurally a really awesome area, gameplay-wise. But what always stood out to me is just the the how it looks aesthetically, right? And it kind of does feel... I think Super Metroid has a similar aesthetic for this area too, but like Zero, Zero Mission, uh, it looks so cool. Like you have like the green bulbous like walls and whatnot, and then obviously it's like such a a crazy area in the back. Even like Super Metroid has like those the awesome like background graphics and whatnot too. I don't, I wasn't sure which one to really go with, but I think it can go kind of either way. The music is awesome. Uh, I was, I almost said Magmore Caverns. <laughs> Um, but I was like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I think that would be a good answer to be yeah, honest. I, like, I, I, I think I wanted to mix it up a little bit, but Magmore Caverns is such a, a cool area. Maybe I would go with Magmore Caverns, but Zero Mission is also another favorite game of mine. So I'm okay with going with Norfair. I think it's just like a classic Metroid area, which is really solid. Um, but then again, Magmore Caverns is really good too. I don't know. This one, th- this was again, something that I was kind of tossed up on because i really wanted to just be like all right i'm gonna pick another prime area i'm gonna go with magmore caverns again screw it but i was like mm, norfair from zero mission also really sticks out to me i could go either way on that one i think but i think i might go zero mission norfair i don't know okay so so i was running the gambit and to me this one was the hardest one to pick from so actually i i disqualified norfair from zero mission fairly early on for me okay just because you don't have that ridley boss fight in this area like it's in the it's the in the ridley, ridley area yeah. yeah that's true that's true but i do think that like you said it, it does look really cool like all like the kind of green and purple bubbly areas yes. and stuff like that but i also i'm not crazy on the original norfair theme i love the ridley theme but not the norfair theme so that one was okay. out for me i was thinking of um Sector 3 from mm. Metroid Fusion, which is a, a really fun little area because, like, you get to fight Box, which I think is a, a fantastic fight. Yes. You have the oh, uh, escape sequence. Uh, or I guess not escape oh, sequence. Oh, yeah, the like, boiler room. Ex- I honestly can't yeah. change mine. I, <laughs> sure. I love the boiler escape sequence, uh, which I'll point out later because that's also a category. But that's that's one of my favorite that, that moments one's really, in Fusion. It's really fun, and I actually think that, like, the boss fight, even though it's not really a, a quote-unquote boss fight, you basically just shoot a human, but it, it's kind of unsettling, so I, I think that that's really uh, a fun area as well. And there's, like, a lot of really cool expansions and stuff in that area. So that was a really strong contender. Um, obviously, Magmore Caverns was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know what? Even um, Cataris from Metroid Dread, I think, is really fun. Okay. It has the 
the central gimmick of like redirecting the the thermal fuel line so like you can open up all the doors and, and whatever and it has big daddy Crade in the bottom corner of it which is uh, an incredible boss fight i i ended up kind of taking the cop-out route i feel like because i was like I, I love all these, but I feel like Norfair from Super Metroid for me still yeah. stands above the rest of them just a little bit. Because it's really like, it, it's almost like two areas in one. Like, it, it combines the Ridley area and the the Norfair area of Zero Mission in the first Metroid. Uh, so it delivers a really solid Ridley fight, really awesome Krokemeyer fight. The music, of course, in Lower Norfair is is iconic. Um, Golden Terezo has always been a favorite fight of mine. Tons True. of cool expansions in there. Uh, I, I think that it, it's just like a really, it, it's probably still the, the most well-rounded um, fire area. And like, the, it's kind of nice too, because you have areas that aren't like necessarily like <laughs> on fire in that, in that area either. Like there's lots of those like pink bubbly rooms too, which kind of gives you a little bit of a breather. So I ended up going with Norfair, but I did have a tough time for this. Cause I, I look at, I think sector three was probably my runner up, but you know, I'm even going to say something that you'll probably hate, but even um, the Pyrosphere from Other M, I think, I, is pretty decent. Like, I, there's yeah. lots of good areas to pick from. That This, okay, I'll actually take back what I said earlier. This one, I mean, yeah. yeah we, th- forgot, this, we forgot the Cryosphere, too, in Ice Areas, well, which the, actually isn't too bad either. I was going to actually, I'm not entirely against that one. I think it's mostly the context of the Pyrosphere in Other yeah. M that's the worst part, but the actual area is fine. And there's actually some really cool stuff in that. And, you know, you're, you're jumping over the big rocks and platforms. We have that huge lava fish or whatever it is jumping around. This one might actually be the hard- – I'm still having an issue with picking my, my favorite here. Because after the, the points you made about the fusion sector, that those are all really good points. And, like, the box boss fights are one of my favorites. Uh, and I just love, like, the, the, the hot, like, like – air you can see gravitating up to the top magmore caverns but like i always like the zero mission like aesthetic of norfair just sticks in my head is so unique right and maybe that's why I you went know what it. brio as well has a, brio I don't know if, yeah i don't know if you'd say that's a fire area but there are certainly parts kind of and yeah, i would kinda. even mention uh alanos for metroid prime hunters because alanos gateway is one of i think one of my most memorable okay. rooms in all of metroid and also an awesome map so um this one's hard. This is probably the hardest one. I honestly don't know what my answer is now. I still, I'm gonna stick to my guns, but at the same time, I'd totally be okay with Magmore Caverns or, um, or Sector Three. Um, yeah, that this one is is, is super hard. But I would not. I, I I also agree that yeah, Pyro Pyrosphere has its uh its positive as well. And this is honestly not surprising because I mean this is a pretty common trope in the Metroid games, so it's it's no surprise that you know this is there are a bunch of options here compared to maybe like a competitor for Fendrana Drifts, which there really isn't right. one. So yeah, that, this is this one might leave me a bit stumped. I would say that I'm actually, I could go either way in all the different directions we've kind of laid out here. I, I don't think I'm 100% set on, on Norfair right now, as I would be with Chozo Ruins or Sector 4 or Fendrana Drifts. Uh, just, for, just for fun here, I googled uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force levels to see oh. if there's any <laughs> chance that anything from there gets on this list. But somehow I don't think it's gonna make it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, very tough area to uh, to choose from. I I think for my money this was the toughest. Yes, um, I agree. Foresty jungle area. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a few strong contenders for this as well. But, but. I ended up settling on my pick. I think fairly early on. 
Go okay. for it. Okay, do you want me to go it? first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so I went, I went back and forth here, and again, I'm kind of sort of cheating because the, you know, the the water level that I didn't pick earlier is a part of this, and I know you know what I'm talking about. I went with Talon Overworld. Um, oh again, yeah. Again, just the the music, I think it hits you right away when you first step off of it. The rain, the scenery is just such a. It's it's basically the same kind of feeling that you have that I had stepping off my ship in in Super Metroid and Criteria for the first time, um, but I do think that there's like a really solid level to be found here as well. Like you obviously you have the frigate Orphean part, uh, the down frigate Orphean, which is almost like its own little little section. It but is, yeah. I just I think that like the the just overall aesthetic of it, like the quiet stillness and the rain, is just such a it's such a like ethereal feeling almost that it's just like it's just something that i always remember coming back to and, and stepping off my ship um there's uh yeah i mean there's lots of cool expansion stuff to do in this area um it's kind of like your hub almost as, as much as it can be mm-hmm. in a in a game like this um so yeah this one was my pick i was going back and forth though because i think that uh brinstar from super metroid is a definitely a contender um, the green Brinstar area in particular, um, mm-hmm. you know, probably one of the most famous areas in Metroid. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I think that uh, Gavarin from Metroid Dread is is a contender as well. The thing about Gavarin that holds it back for me is probably the lack of like a really great boss battle and the lack of like a really great theme song. Um, but those ones are the ones I was thinking of. And even actually Sector 2 from Metroid Fusion, I think would be a strong contender as well. Yes, um, I agree. But yeah, I, I think that I kept on circling back, circling back, and I was like, you know what, I just, I have such fond memories of just exploring the Talon overworld, and like, I mean, some of those areas, like when you get deep into Talon overworld, and you're in that, it almost looks like a temple, where you have like the X-ray visor, and you're fighting all the Chozo ghosts, and, and you've got the that life tree, grove. like, yeah. oh my god, like, yes. that's just, that's good stuff. Uh, I, so yeah. oh, well, this one was another easy pick, it's also Talon overworld for me, this is... So easy. I mean, this is an area that, like Fendrana Drifts is, and even Chosen Ruins is like essential Metroid Prime. Like when you think of Metroid Prime, you immediately think of, of Town Overworld. It's um, one of I think. I mean, again, Frigate Orphean is the first area of the game, but like, and also even that area is so cool, and I love the aesthetic of that. You have like Talon, all, Town Four, all the way, like not all the way, but like taking up like the huge skybox in the back. And then different asteroids, but then you you go right in, you chase Ridley down the surface, and you get out for the first time. You look up into the rain, and the music is just absolutely absolute perfection. And that again is like essential Metroid Prime. You're out there by yourself, and you get to explore this this new territory, this alien world, which feels so alien because you have like a very familiar, like almost rainforest not like a rainforest but like a, a just a, a drenched saturated like, yeah kind forest. of sort of rainforest yeah. yeah and then you have like the mixture of like the the innate like wildlife is there like the huge like uh the huge like sacks that are out there. i guess that's the best you know like the big like glowing orange like sack animals or, or flora that's there and like the the phase and tr- tendrils and whatnot like it's such a a beautiful mixture it's it's such an immersive area and it immediately brings you into like that vibe of Metroid prime and seeing it through your own eyes, seeing it through Samus's eyes is perfect. It's I, I love one of my favorite things about replaying Metroid prime is you get to go, you start right there essentially, and you get to explore that. It's so cool. And then, yeah, it's another area that has so many distinct portions of it as well. This is again, why I didn't pick 
uh, the down frigate because it is it is its own area, but it is also technically part of Talon Overworld. So I was like, okay, I'll stick with that um, because yeah, the the crash frigate is one of my favorite sub areas in like a Metroid game. It's so awesome. You have the main area, you have uh, the artifact temple, which. I, another, yeah, true. I, I, I didn't even mention that an iconic iconic location in metroid prime i think the whole series it's uh, it's just a, a truly you know, remarkable area to go through i i think if you take away the uh the frigate and you take away the uh the temple like you still you still I have think, a sick area uh, you still have the the talent overworld as your winner at least yeah, for me i agree it, yeah and it is like a, a beautiful rainforest you have these sick yeah. waterfalls going around uh some reason the chozo built a half pipe in the middle of this rainforest which hey i'm totally down for that and then yeah you mentioned like you go deeper and deeper you have the great tree hall you have the life grove where you fight the the chozo ghosts as i mentioned uh which those are sick areas that i think are really underrated as well like you don't think about those too much when you go through the overworld because you don't really go to those too often, but when you do go to them, they're very iconic and important uh, parts of, of those areas. You have like the sick, like you have the blood flowers, which are really cool. Like again, like the, the little, uh, the grass that sticks out and slows you down. Uh, th there's so many awesome, awesome parts. One of my favorite parts of the game is when you first show up at the down frigate and you can't get into it so far. And you have those two, um, uh, two stupid yeah. flying robots. You have the, no, they're they're space pirates. They're uh, they're, they're yeah, they're the, the flying space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they kind of and they're kind of standing there, and then they like see you and they peace out, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna get you though. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come after you and get you. Uh, yeah, I love that. The, again, the artifact temple is something that I've even wished would be in a smash game it's such a cool stage you have like the the root cave which is an awesome area that you're jumping around the big roots and whatnot uh and then yeah it's a hub area that takes you to everywhere else in the game as well so you're constantly traversing back you have your ship hanging out there classic metroid style just like in the rain oh i another easy easy pick i i put this down right after fendrata drifts because this is just so easy this is the the peak of like metroid prime like aesthetics and, and locations and designs for an area and it's something that i absolutely love to this very day and always will the music is beautiful the area is beautiful the gameplay you get from it is is deep and and fun so and and, and very few things like i mentioned kind of stack up to even like you mentioned, when you look up into the rain, you get like the raindrops splashing on your visor and whatnot. That's one of the things that Metro Prime does well. Even like Chosa Ruins, when you first walk through that area and you go through like the hallway with the steam and like the condensations on your visor. Like little moments like that are, I think, uh, integral to that the area overall, right? Like it could have easily been just an area that there's rain and there's no raindrops. Or there's a hallway and there's no steam. But like you add a little bit of that extra flavor, a little bit more of that character to the area and it just sticks with you. So a town overworld just such a cool area that's the perfect place to start the game off and easy easy pick for me i'm right there with you i i actually thought about i was pretty sure you're gonna pick this so i was thinking about picking something else but i was just like you know I, i'll just i i don't think you can deny the talent overworld uh in terms of like what a incredible area it is mm -hmm. okay next one um i don't know i i, I think there there's a few different contenders that and this is a lot more subjective. So the next one is the scary area. Okay. But, uh, there's a few different contenders that I was thinking of, and and I ended up, I actually I think we might have the same one here. Um, okay. But I I ended up going with the GFS Valhalla 
from Metro Prime 3. And there's something about just like investigating this downed ship in the middle of space and something clearly catastrophic has happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you slowly kind of un you know unveil the truth of what happened. And it's an area that you keep coming back to uh, multiple different times. The music is very unsettling. There's a, uh, I forget what that type of Metroid is called, but the the really creepy squid looking type of Metroid in there, Metroid Hunter or something like that. Um, and he's in there yeah, and he's Hunter doing Metroids his thing. Something, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a very well done area, and I think it's the slow drip that really gets you because you have to keep on, unless you're really optimizing, you have to keep on coming back and coming back, getting the fuel cells and powering it up. Um, it's just the ambiance in here is is really off the charts, and uh, this one this one was one that I landed on, but I I do think that there are some other pretty decent contenders for this spot. Like you have. I guess the wrecked ship that we've covered before on mapping Metroid would be in there. Although it's a little bit, I think that the music doesn't elevate it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, sector six from Metroid fusion definitely fits the bill here. Um, those, those are the ones that immediately came to mind for me, even like, uh, the impact creator from Metroid prime. I, I think that you could maybe make the case like that's kind of a scary area in and of itself as well. So, um, yeah, but uh, the Valhalla, I, I think for me, was like the one with the most, you know, it, it was just, it's creepy. You go into that ship and everybody's not there anymore. Something awful has happened. It's a, it's a creepy scene. So I, yeah, that was, that was me. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, uh, so this one, I, I didn't pick something that was, I didn't have a concrete pick for this one. Cause I had a bunch of different ones. Like you have. Because uh, I already kind of mentioned it, like part of Andrana Drifts, like the research facility always kind of scared me as a kid, especially before you get the x-ray visor. Um, the impact crater, yes, that's also there for me. I, I distinctly remember the first time I ever played Metroid Prime, I think after the boss fight, after the Meta Ridley boss fight, I didn't play the game for like a week because I was really afraid of going into the impact crater. <laughs> I was really nervous. And I distinctly remember being afraid of it, especially and then even more afraid when I finally faced off against uh, Metroid Prime. So, um, I, you know, that's kind of in the, I don't know, that, that maybe not necessarily a, a particularly scary overall, maybe not as an adult now, but as a kid, it scared me. Um, even the, I would say, even the main area of like the Metroid, like just the, the main portion of the ship in, or the, I guess the BSL lab and Metroid fusion in some ways, like maybe scared me a little bit. Cause it just felt so creepy. And, um, and then of course you have like that escape sequence against, uh, SAX and that just, that happens, I believe in that area or one of those areas. That's a scary part. Um, yeah, I think GS GFS Valhalla is a really good pick though. I, this is, it certainly is one of the more like, horror oriented like mm-hmm. you know areas in metroid maybe not just necessarily scary because you're the lights are off right so there are some really cool things that they do there you have like yeah you have the the surveillance footage which really adds to that as well and makes it more than just like oh you're kind of just going over the ruins or of something that happened like oh it's actually really it's really creepy in there yeah i would 100 agree um, you know, you know what could have been a good pick actually too is is an Emmy zone, and maybe not anyone in particular, but just like the general concept of the. Emmy oh zone yeah, as well. true, an Emmy that zone. Could be good. Yeah, yeah actually, I didn't think of I, that. The Emmy zone is is probably one of the better picks there because I mean we were talking about this on the last episode. We were talking about uh, Smash and how like it it does so well without having like a distinct theme. You know, 
it just really like puts you on edge because you're just like waiting for any kind of like sound or sign of, of the Emmy approaching you. But also I think that's the thing too, is that area very much is the context, right? Like I think by itself isn't necessarily that scary, but when you hear the Emmy, it's the scariest place right. in the Metroid game. Yeah. Um, also, I think in the Valhalla, it's the the Phasen Metroids that are in there and the Phasen Hoppers and whatnot. Um, I don't think they're Hunter Metroids outright. I was just thinking about that. Um, I think you might be right. I think maybe the Emmy Zone. I would say that the most of, like scared I've been in a Metroid like game, aside from maybe the week I took off from playing Metroid Prime against the Impact Creator, was the Emmy Zone. Like, I was straight up, did not want to get caught by any means necessary. But that would, maybe that's more of the Emmy itself, right? Like, if that was another area of the game and the Emmy was there, I'd be just as afraid. So, um, yeah, I I think that we're allowed to have the context of like, okay, you could take that zone with the Emmy too. So, so maybe the Emmy zone, yeah, yeah, the Emmy zone would be a good pick, but I I think the overall like aesthetic, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Valhalla. I agree. I'm I'm with, I'm with you there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off that and go with the Valhalla or the, the Emmy zone um all right tech area here i i feel like we got to have the same answer okay well uh, i want you to go first or tech industrial (laughs) area let's just let's put it that way so there are a few contenders i feel like that would be like really really strong contenders um i think that actually an underrated pick for this might be the pirate homeworld which is like a little Mm -hmm. bit techie Mm -hmm. from you know from metro prime 3 um if you're going industrial you could go phase on mines again that's another one that fits the bill but it's hard to beat sanctuary fortress ah you got me yes that is also my pick the sanctuary fortress that is this is also a an area that we've talked about uh yes in depth on the show and for good reason it's yeah i think design wise the best area in all of metro prime 2 and not even. Oh, just, I, I think it's not even close. Yeah, not in even. Metro Prime Two, yeah, definitely. Yes, not even just gameplay wise, but of course aesthetically, right? Like you just, it's so distinct and feels so different from everything else on Aether. And I mean, you have that awesome like skybox and the, then the city below, and it's yeah, I mean it's, it's neon, it's it's right in your face, and it's so distinctive. I you know this is another the, favorite the of, music, of Doom. Just, yeah, the music. Oh. Yeah, this is an easy pick. Um, I actually thought. Elysia is also up there for me as well because that's technically techy. Yeah, okay. It's steampunk y, techy. Um, Elysia would be second place for me. Uh, and we, again, also picked um, <laughs> Skytown, Elysia, you know, right? That was another. Uh, Metroid that just mapping happened. Metroid. Yeah, yeah. That's the Skytown area is, is right up there for sure for me. So. In that... You know, I, we just talked about the Emmy zones too. You you could make you could make a case really that Emmy zones could be a part of this like techie area also true. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, well very uh, a lot of range the Emmy zones have. But yeah, Skytown would be probably number two for me. But uh, I'm not a huge steampunk guy, so I'm gonna go with uh, Sanctuary Fortress is the easy winner for here. I when I heard saw tech area, I'm like Sanctuary Fortress. It is yeah. it. It's such an awesome area. Again, awesome lore as well, which I think really adds to it. Like even with like the the GFS Valhalla and you know Chozo Ruins and Fendrana Drifts. Like these areas are not just really strong for their aesthetics, but like the significance they have to the lore of their game. I mean, I would say, oh, you know, every area does have that significance, but like the GFS Valhalla, it's very much like evident what's happened there. And the Sanctuary Fortress does give you a lot of background to the the context of, of where, why you're there in the first place and what's happened on the planet so it's it's a really really cool area the music is awesome 
the aesthetically one of the best areas in all of Metroid Prime and certainly the best in Metroid Prime 2. Easy, easy pick for me and I think would be the pick for most Metroid fans. Uh, we should mention as well that uh, another strong contender, I feel like, for tech area that we that we didn't mention was the Chozo Laboratory from Samus Returns. Mm. Uh, lots of like really high-tech weaponry and stuff in, in here. Uh, one of the few areas in that game where actually I feel like there is like a really good piece of music. So, And maybe, you know what? Maybe even the tower from AM2R, because that's also like, God, okay. what an awesome area that place is. Um, but yeah, I think that even with all that, it's still Sanctuary Fortress. Yep. Um, okay, so that's it for the areas, but let's move on to a couple other intangibles that we are going to be doing in our all-star Metroid game. Mm-hmm. And what is a Metroid game without a Ridley fight? So let's pick our favorite Ridley fight to include in this game. And this is one of the first things that we ever did. And I actually, I don't think we ever got a resolution. And my answer is the same. I'm sure that your answer is the same. Yeah, you know mine. So, yeah, let's... Uh, I, I picked the Super Metroid Ridley fight. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Ridley fight. And there's something about that brawl, man. It's just like, it is a fist fight brawl where, like, you're just pounding missiles into this guy. He is going crazy with his tail. There, There is somewhat strategy, but... The strategy is really just like, I got to stay alive and I got to hit him more than he hits me. Yep. That's always really resonated with me. Like it's just, it, usually when you, when you fight, even other Ridley fights in the series, like there's kind of a pattern or a puzzle to figure out. Like when you're fighting Omega Ridley, like there's a very specific sequence of events that you have to perform and actual enable to actually damage him to a lesser extent, uh, meta Ridley in Metroid prime. Whereas in, in this fight, it's just like, a drag down brawl and i love that but it's not too easy either because i feel like ridley in zero mission and fusion is is a little bit on the softer side so this one is that perfect blend of everything i like about a ridley fight yeah i think uh you're right on the money there at least in terms of of your taste i mean super metroid ridley fight is certainly up there for me obviously my pick is ridley from other m no, it's uh, it's Meta Ridley for Metroid Prime easily. Uh, <laughs> that's my one of my favorite boss fights in the entire series, and certainly my favorite Ridley boss fight. A lot of reasons for that. I mean, aside from the fact that it's the has the best uh, Ridley theme, I love the remix they do on that, which fits perfectly for Meta Ridley's character. Uh, Meta Ridley himself is that's peak Ridley. That's my favorite Ridley design by far, and I love the the build to this fight right like the whole reason samus goes down to town four in the first place because she chases ridley down there and she's exploring the planet as she learns there's a lot more going on than just ridley happens to be there but she's still in a way kind of chasing him down and then of course she's going to open up the impact crater and who shows up it's your boy med ridley swoops in that cutscene where he's like the music starts and he just flies in from across the the plane there he's going across the horizon he zooms in he's ready to go and throw down and you have this awesome i i love this fight the two stages of this fight are so cool like the first stage he's swooping around he's flying around at you and letting you know his entire arsenal out at you and you burn his wings it's like all right time to literally throw hands and he's charging at you and he's doing the shock waves and he's his wings are burnt out like oh such an awesome fight and then of course the ending where you finally beat him and then the 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 temple itself lasers him off the cliff and he falls down to the cat like the other bottom of the cliff and he stuff. blows up i'm like come on like the a, a full package fight it's not just like okay he appears you fight him and all right he's dead like they the whole thing is from beginning to end so 
well executed. It's shot so well. It's built up throughout the entire game. And it, it's perfectly timed, too, because, like, at that point, like, if you've collected all the artifacts, you've gone through the whole planet, aside from going inside, like, what's left? you got to fight Ridley. Of course he shows up at that moment because, again, one of my favorite things about Ridley, he shows up at the most inconvenient times. And that's just, like, perfect right there. Like, that's when, – when else do you need, you know, trouble to show up? Certainly not that point. So Ridley makes a note of showing up right then and there. So – I, I love this fight. I love the different stages to it. His arsenal is so cool. He has so many awesome attacks. He's not just swiping at you and biting at you. He's shooting missiles and, and, and dropping bombs on you and blasting you with lasers and whatnot. Like, it, they just go... They went all out with his design and the boss fight. Um, and it's not... I would. I mean, it's not certainly the hardest boss fight in Metroid, but I don't think it's a particularly easy boss fight as well. Um, and I think it's a really well-executed FPS boss fight, too. So, yeah. Easy, easy, The, the easy. build sells it for me. Yeah. Yes, there's, the build. There's a lot of great. anticipation. So, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. I, I think that actually uh, you could also throw in um, Proteus Ridley as another just oh, yeah. fantastic 100%. Ridley boss fight. So I, there's definitely a lot to choose from, and, and I feel like there's not a lot of wrong answers either. The only wrong answer maybe being uh, Other M Ridley. Other M, um, honestly, I, I know. I, 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 w I would say that the Other M Ridley boss fight is really one uh, of the... One of the not worst parts of the game and it also has that really good theme at the very least well, you, you know what? it does have a good theme I'll at give least you, that. you can say it has the good theme right yeah it, it, though yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of its design and for what it's worth i mean there might be better boss fights i mean there definitely are well um, there, yeah there certainly but is. i don't think it's the worst one it's just i'm not a big fan of roidly or the game obviously but it has the cool theme so it has that all right. One of my favorite things in 2D Metroid games uh, mm -hmm. is Shine Spark puzzles. So there are a bunch of fantastic Shine Spark puzzles that uh, that we could choose from. We're we're taking our favorite Shine Spark puzzle and we're putting it in our All Star Metroid game. Um, what uh, did anything stand out to you, Dak? Yeah. So this is actually, and we've talked about this before, but I don't always go out of my way to you know, 100% Metroid games, but I really like the challenge you get from Shine Spark, puzzles, Shine Spark puzzles, and there are some really good ones in the 2D series, right? Like, some that just, when you finally complete them, are so satisfying, and I don't know if you'll be able to remember this one, but it's from Zero Mission, and there is, this is one you have to, obviously you have to do it to 100% the game, but this is a late game, I believe, uh, actually I'm not sure if it's a late game one, I can't remember, but there's a missile tank in Chozo. Actually, it's technically in the Space Pirate Mothership, but it's a you're on the top left of the Chozodia map in like the green portion of the map on the top left. It's there's an underwater portion that you use to charge your. Uh, your oh, yeah, I know yeah. which one you're talking about. You charge it, you charge your speed boost or whatever, and then you have to like climb up the different platforms and you're like you know using it and then canceling it real quick and then you go up to the next platform and you're going up and up and up and then you uh screw attack through the wall and then you go down the next room and you use that a couple more cancels and then you blast through the right wall at the bottom of the next room you fly across chozodia or list another outdoor chozodia room and then you burst into the mothership and you go into another room and grab an energy tank on the far right so it seems like you know what i'm talking about this i think is for me, it was one of the hardest Shine Spark puzzles in a Metroid game. Like it's that one. That one is hard. I um, have only attempted it a couple times. I think I've only gotten it like once or twice, and I de distinctly remember getting it and being like, "I am never doing that again." <laughs> um, <laughs> that one was hard to learn, 
but uh, I really like that one. That's like an awesome Shine Spark puzzle where you feel so satisfied after you get it. It's a really technical one that requires a lot of concentration and a lot of trial and error and practice. And uh, that that's that was the pick for me. I didn't have too many picks that like I immediately thought of, but I remembered this one. I remember I had to look it up again just to like refresh my memory. I was like, oh yep, I remember this. This was this was a nuisance. This was hard, but it was so worth doing. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I agree with that one. That one was really fun. Um, so I've been playing a lot of 2D Metro games the last couple months, so I, I, I feel like I'm pretty well-versed, and I mm-hmm. and I kind of went back and forth here because I think that there are two categories that this could fall into. Um, ones that are just, like, really fun to do, and then ones that really stumped you the first time that you did it, but once you did it, it's like, okay, I got this. And my original pick was going to be the Missile Plus Tank expansion in Berenia for Metro Dread, where you have to, like, Shine Spark in midair a bunch of times, slide, and then you can finally get it. But I feel like once I got that, uh, it's still a really fun expansion, but once I got it, like, I've been able to get it every time. Mm -hmm. And not that it's not fun, but there is another expansion that I was thinking about. And I think it's a Powerbomb expansion from Metroid Fusion. But you go into Sector 6... And essentially, you have to go and uh, run on the top of a platform, and you charge up your shine spark. You jump down and you shine spark through mid air, and you have to mm-hmm. you fly through about there's about seven pillars in a row, and yeah, okay, in, I know in the very middle is is the expansion, and like it's just kind of fun because like you go flying and like you have to line it up exactly. So if you miss, you have to go up and and do the same thing over and over again. And like I miss all the time when I do this, but like. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's so fun just like zipping and flying around and it's not frustrating because you could just go back up and recharge. It's just, it's, uh, it's cool, man. Like you get to fly around as like a Samus bullet and it's, uh, it's really fun. It's one of those ones that's not frustrating when you mess it up. So this was my pick, um, Metroid Fusion Sector 6. So yeah, this one nice. is a really fun, uh, Shine Spark puzzle that, you know, it's again, put it over the top and that it's not it's not frustrating when you mess it up, which yeah. is, I, I feel important. I'm, um, I'm with, I'm with you there before we go ahead. I know this isn't technically a shine spark puzzle, but it is a shine spark puzzle. Uh, it's more of a speed running trick though. And I've mentioned on the show before, but the, the ocean fly speed run trick that you do in super Metroid, uh, that one, that's, that's a shine spark puzzle in a way. Cause you gotta, it's, I guess not, it's more of a shine spark display of skill maybe not yeah so i've tried puzzle. to do that oh it's it's, it's tough it's hard it's like you yeah you have to somehow you have to press forward on your controller in the exact right moment and you like you don't hold the the speed run button you you basically click forward and a at the exact same time and it short charges your speed mm-hmm. it's it's crazy it's super hard to do yeah it is very impressive do, but it's i think it's the first trick i ever tried to learn in super metro when i attempt back in college when i tried to to speed run it and then i was like uh i'm just gonna go out i guess instead but <laughs> i there was a it was i think it was right after i had watched agdq that one year the 2014 uh four player showcase race which is still as far as i'm concerned the best speed run anything ever it's something I go back and watch to to this day. Um, and after that, I had watched that. I think that was 2014. I went back and I was like, I'm going to speed run Super Metroid. And then I'm like, damn, this is hard. Yeah, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. You it takes what? a lot of time. But that trick was one of the first things I learned to do. And it was really satisfying when I got it down. I fired up Super Metroid uh, the other night. 
just to just to kind of schmuck around for a little bit. I pulled off a pretty flawless mock bowl, like nice. my first try. I was I was a little I was impressed with myself. So um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have some some mock ball tricks in our. We got to uh, do a speed stream. run race. We do an Omega Metroid speed run showcase race between oh, the God. two of us. See <laughs> who can beat the game first. I'm down. See see who can take the absolute longest amount of time to beat the game. I Absolutely. guarantee it'd be me. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's let's rapid fire these last two ones here because we're running a little bit long. But oh, yeah. um, the type of Metroid that is going to appear in our Metroid game. So typically, you know, I guess other than uh, like. AM2R, Samus Returns, Metroid 2. There's usually like only one type of Metroid that shows up, or like there's not very many. So we're just gonna pick one to show up in our All-Star Metroid game. Uh what what do you have? Who's your Metroid of choice? Um, I'm gonna go with the uh Omega Metroid. It is that is very fitting. Yeah. Uh well, oh yeah. Uh <laughs> I didn't that's not why I picked it. But um I mean, the Omega Metroid boss fight at the end of Fusion is one of my favorite Metroid moments. Uh, Samus Returns has some awesome moments with Omega Metroids. And I think it's... I, I'm a big fan of, of really crazy Metroid forms. Like, I'd even... I'd maybe even say, like, I know it wouldn't make sense story-wise, but, like, something on the level of, like, a Metroid Prime is would be so cool. I love, like, those really crazy... Dis- and, like non-metroid metroid designs because you have like you get the classic metroid a lot and you know you have really cool spins on that and we mentioned like the phasing metroids are really cool spin on that you have like dark metroids as well and you have all these different kinds of metroids but i love the the crazier stages like a fully grown metroid or a crazy modified you know uh you know corrupted by phasing version of metroids like i i I think i didn't pick the metroid prime because it's there's only one of them and story-wise only makes sense for it to have been in that situation so the omega metroid shows up multiple times and that's the one that i i just love how it looks it looks so it looks awesome i i the 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 samus returns version of the omega metroid i think is actually a really good design of it but i've always loved the the fusion look of it like you could see its innards and crazy the crazy eyeballs are bigger and it has like a more like ironclad kind of look to its shell it doesn't look as like uh, this there the 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 samus returns one kind of almost looks like feathery to me i don't know what it is uh like almost fluffy it kind of looks like a velociraptor it does it's like dinosaur exactly yeah Yeah. it's like it looks like a dinosaur version of a metroid huge claws and and feet and it's like hunched over and swiping at you this crazy huge mouth i but it's still distinctly metroid looking uh, you know, there. I would, I would love uh, to to see more Mega Metroids, and yeah, it's also the name of our show. But not that's not why I picked it. Trust me. <laughs> um. Okay. So I, I kind of cheated here. So I was, I was thinking on, on the same lines as you actually, where I was like, I really love the Omega Metroids from Samus Returns. It's such a challenging like boss encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Queen Metroid from AM2R oh. specifically is really awesome. But. I cheated and I picked Samus from Metroid Dread as my Metroid of choice for the game. Oh, um, that doesn't count. That counts. You keep saying what... cheated. You came up with this, but that's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> well, what if, uh, like, in our All Star Metroid game, we can we can fantasy book it a little bit, and you can have like your your maybe your gameplay loop, and you can turn into Metroid Samus. I think that would be like super super cool. If I can't say Samus, I'm gonna say the Omega Metroid from yeah. Metroid Samus Returns. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 a cheater, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Samus. All Give right. me a Metroid skin at least. Come on. I I think you're I think you're cheating there. But um, 
Because at that point, I'm like, what about the Hugh Metroid from the Metroid Prime 2 concept art? Or whatever, <laughs> 1.5. Um, that would have been a cool design. I, I, I really wish we got to see that uh, in full form. I, uh, I'm i going to say you... I, I, I won't allow this one. I'm going to have your um, answer be Omega Metroid. <laughs> Not this allowing is. you to say Samus. Can we can we get a second opinion on this? No can way. We, can we call in... Where are uh, the reps? Where's Doom? Yeah, All right. where's Doom? Uh last one here so metroid is pretty famous for its escape sequences and that seems very fitting that we should uh, be ending on this favorite escape sequence from a metroid game and i'm gonna go first here okay and i'm gonna shine a light on a game that i haven't really shined a light on on my list as of yet and that is metroid zero mission Mm-hmm. I think that this has the most stressful escape sequence of any of the escape sequences because there is like that stupid R2-D2 robot that gets in your yep. way as you're trying to haul it out of there. And then you have to fight the, uh, what is it, golden pirates or some kind of like really strong pirates yeah. at the end before you can get into your ship. Uh, it's a very tense escape sequence and one that I like, I know that I'm going to make it. I know that I have enough time, but I get behind that damn robot and I'm like, come on, move it. Um, special shout out, I feel like, to Metro Dread. I feel like that's a really fun escape sequence because you've got the the hyper beam going full blast. Super Metroid is really solid. Um, Metroid Prime 2 is really good because you got the boss fight. But yeah, something about Metroid Zero Mission, just uh, very stress inducing. So that's that's my pick. Yeah, this one, well, I'm actually also there with you. I also picked the, the Zero Mission escape sequence for the same reasons because of the stupid trash can and because of those really hard or really strong and beefy space pirates at the end and also like the big rooms that they're in because you end up like they're just like they can shoot you from mad far and you might not even see them on your screen and then like you they jump at you and just like chunk you for mad health uh i love that escape sequence it's really cool and then you end up like flying away in a a space pirate ship which is sick and you're like moving out of their hangar and you fly out like that's a really awesome escape sequence but there are so obviously so many good choices here um i did think of the metroid prime 2 one but it's, it still feels kind of more like a boss fight than a, a real escape sequence. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I would say the others I have listed here, the dread escape sequence at the end is cool. Even though it, it's mostly like just a, a shooting gallery with your, your hyper beam. It's not real. I never really felt like, oh, I'm never going to make it out of this. Not that I ever really feel that, but that one is more just like you're just mashing. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think the better escape sequence from dread is the the mid game or earlier game escape sequence when like the room's collapsing and whatnot, and you have to fight your way out of, uh, I think it's, uh, Ar- Arteria. Arteria. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, on the way to the various suit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one is, I think the, be- the strongest one from that game, because just how dynamic it is. Like there's fire bursting out at you and the, the floors collapsing and whatnot that I distinctly remember that sequence being like, Oh, that was so sick. Like that was one of my favorite gameplay moments in the entire game. And I, I was hoping there was more of that. Um, then you have, I would even throw the, uh, the frigate Orpheon for Metroid prime and the tutorial in there. I was about to say the frigate Orpheon one, again, not an escape sequence that you're like, I'm not going to make it out because it gives you like seven minutes. Like (laughs) you, you have, you can, you can wander. You're good. But I love that escape sequence because it does otherwise feel very intense. Like you're going through the tunnels, you you're the, you can see the the space fire uh, pirates are fighting off one of the, the, the queen parasites, or Parasite Queens before it, like, explodes. You're running out back or outside to uh, not only get away from the ship, but to get into your ship and chase down Meta Ridley. It's a really cool escape sequence. And then the we mentioned you mentioned it earlier in the show, but the 
the fusion like boiler escape sequence or like the turn off the the overheating area of the ship of the, of the BSL. That one I really like. That that's an awesome one because that one is almost that's strong. A lot of enemies in the way. Um, I one of my favorite things about fusion is that the voice that you have through all the escape sequences actually in that game. That escape sequence, the the um, the forbidden area, the secret area, that that minute escape sequence, which where you're just like flying through you the air. Against I, the I didn't think of that one. Actually, that's, that's another that's a great one. one. Yeah. Yep. And even yeah, like the last good. escape sequence to when you get to the Omega Metroid, which is a shorter one, you know, uh, admittedly. But I just love the voice you have, like the ship voice that just constantly like, you know, one minute to impact, like two minutes, you know, whatever it is, two minutes till, uh, you know, self-destruct and three minutes until the whole place melts down and you're going to die. Like it's, I love, absolutely love the design behind that. I love the boiler escape, uh, the, the boiler escape sequence from that. And yeah, even like the, the actually the the minute long escape sequence, that's the probably the one where I feel the most stress in that game because it is literally a minute and you can easily get hit on your way up there. And I don't think I've ever failed it or anything. I really felt like I was not going to get to it, but it is very tense. So I, right. Fusion, you I think, has the best average overall, like a number and, and overall escape sequences, I would say. Uh, I'm also going to give some love again to Metroid Other M because I think that the escape sequence of that game is actually pretty strong as well. And it's different because you do it as Zero Suit Samus. And also I true. think at this point you have um, you have like Adam's helmet in your hand. So that one, I wouldn't say it's the best necessarily, but it, it's fun and I respect it because it's a little bit different as well. But yeah, this is actually, this is a really strong category. I, I didn't think that this one had as many strong contenders as it does, but uh, it's pretty stacked actually. So, yeah, I, there I, go. I think well I think that's not too surprising considering I mean what's I mean, a Metroid game a without staple, an escape uh, sequence yeah, yeah you know yeah. Like, that's that's always there like not every game has a Ridley fight but there are a lot of them I'm still surprised Dread did not have one I'm really shocked by that but every Metroid game has an escape sequence pretty much unless well, does Federation go. Force have an escape sequence <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> let's, let's phone a friend I don't yeah. know uh, okay, well, I, I think that this concept actually translated pretty well over to the Metroid side. I, I think that uh, maybe a little bit less defined than Zelda, but I think that we had a good time with it. I think we crafted an all-star Metroid game, my friend. I think we did too. All right, so we're going to put the uh, the criteria in the, in the episode notes here so you can build your own uh, all-star Metroid game. And next week, we will be revealing our donation incentives for our live stream going down on the 19th. Um, until then, everybody, we want to encourage you guys to check out OmegaMetroid.com and Patreon. Uh, all that good stuff. You can get some bonus shows that are already uh, over up on Patreon. And I will be doing some ROM hack review later this week. So that should be really fun as well. Um, until then, we're going to get out of here. We want to encourage you guys to, uh, to follow us over on Twitter at OmegaMetroidPod, at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore. And uh, check us out wherever you get your podcast tell that metroid fan in your life where they can get their weekly metroid fix uh, until next week everybody we will see you then